Welcome to the Voices of Disruption podcast, a space dedicated to showcasing the visionaries of Generation Z, young people who are redesigning systems that do not work and do not serve their purposes anymore. This is where you will hear and be a part of conversations about how to continue to turn our loud disruptions into ignited agency and consistent actions. I'm your host, Deborah Olatunji, a Black woman, education activist, award-winning spoken word poet, and author of the book, Unleashing Your Innovative Genius, High School Redesign. I'm from Newcastle, Delaware, and I've got so many stories to share with you guys. The Voices of Disruption podcast, or the VOD pod, is a space for you to step into your power. This is a platform for you to realize just how transformative your impact is in the communities that you interact with on a daily basis. We've got a lot of work to do, so let's dive in. In my book, I have a chapter titled, Why You Should Create Your Own Access. I've spoken at national and international conferences on this topic, and I'm constantly reevaluating what access means to me and the new spaces that I disrupt every single day. We will be talking about disrupting almost everything from education, politics, entrepreneurship, sisterhood, fashion, sustainability, and more. You will be able to gain access to valuable knowledge and have the opportunity to learn more about other super connectors, amplify your goals, have a connection to other change makers and yourself with the clarity that you will gain from the episodes. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, welcome to another episode of the Voices of Disruption podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Olatunji, and this week's episode has taken me so many takes to record. In fact, I'm uploading this a few days after my regular schedule because this is a topic that has shaped the way that I see the world for the past year and a half, maybe two years now, and it's just so monumental and such a pivotal part of who I am today. I think that's why I had so much reservations towards recording this and trying to make sure it was perfect. But this is the second time that I'm recording and I'm trying to lean into the fear that I have for some reason in talking about this and to really release this topic and these ideas into the world because they're so necessary and they're so vital. And so today we're going to be talking about disrupting personal development. I'm talking about why you should create almost like a culture code for the way that you live your life, as well as how to find core values and stick with them. In the last episode with Zoe Jenkins, the founder of the Dice Initiative, we talked about core values and I referenced my own core values because I was talking about an episode that I had recorded three weeks prior and was planning on uploading and then I ended up doing the reflection series, a two-part on what college and the pandemic has been like, and that was a very interesting series. Seems like you guys really, really liked that one. And so that episode kind of got pushed to the side, and I was like, I have to revisit this because it's something I've talked about all season long. It's It's a very important part of the person who I am, like I said in the beginning, and I also want to kind of break down my framework for how I think and how I see the world and why like being a disruption and being a voice of disruption is so connected to having core values and understanding why you need to have a culture code for your life to begin with. And so for starters, I think my biggest issue came 
When I was applying for college, I knew that I wanted to center my application around some key things that I was interested in. And this was after I had met Rich, who helped me with the core value that I really identify with now, like first and foremost, as an igniter. But with Civics Unplugged, I was able to get down to the core values and virtues, plural, and to see how those different words contribute to the kind of overarching umbrella term of being an igniter. And I think that just having the word igniter, it helped me navigate what kind of a person I was pitching myself to, because that's ultimately what the college admissions process is like. You're pitching yourself, you're learning and trying to convey what experiences you have had to the colleges and Like I said in the episode with Zoe, we could go on and even on the Instagram live, we could have a whole entire podcast about college admissions and how it needs to be reformed. But at the very core of it, it, there, there is a very big upside and it's that it forces you to think about what your life has been up until the point, like 17, 16 year old, 18 year old. And it's kind of a flop. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. We, we're kind of expected and given this, this really high expectation that you, you know exactly how to describe yourself in a few words, like 650 for the common app, and then like have an overarching theme for what you're going to center your application on. And no one teaches us about personal development. No one's telling you like, this is how you be self-aware. This is how, this is what a core value is and why it's important. And these are people who you you should really try to have in your community, like I break down in the book. No one teaches us that at all, which is why I wrote the book in the first place. But I think that this ideology of having a core value is key, regardless of what form of education you're having, regardless of whether or not you chose to continue in higher education and go to college, or if you decided to immediately work right after graduation. These are skills that you will need to identify in yourself so that when you get down to working on your personal development and being self-aware about the person that you are and how your past experiences have influenced that person, it'll give you so much clarity on the person that you're becoming. And so I actually see this activity as something that is so much more valuable than all the end of year, like the two week sprint when we're about to get into a new year, they're like, you know, just completely change your life. You have two weeks, like run and get all this stuff done. And it's like, no, this is, this is a marathon for starters. And the high expectation to get everything done and wrap up the entire year in just two weeks, that's a lot of pressure for one person. And so along with this exercise of identifying core values, and you can even do it, my core values continue to change, Ebony's, you know, but these are activities that you can continue to do as you continue to become the person who you want to be. And so from this exercise, my hope and my goal is that you'll walk away with a lot more clarity about what core values you want to use in your life and the relationships that you have in your relationship with yourself in healing your inner child, because that is work that I have started to do this semester. And um, my core values have definitely helped me with that. But and also understanding what kind of a disruption you want to continue to make or what kind of a disruption in a different area that you want to explore and navigate through. So for starters, I think it's important to say that, like I was talking about with the college admissions process, we're taught to market ourselves based on what we've done rather than who we are. And this is something that my mentor stresses every single time. It's that you are not the things that you do. You are why you do them. And that's a key distinction because when you can separate yourself from your accomplishments, you understand that your inherent value is not in what you do, but rather in how you make others feel, how you make yourself feel, how you contribute to your community. And 
how you feel about yourself. Those are the key things that will help you in understanding, like we had talked about in the episode on the seventh, failure versus success. When your value isn't tied to the accomplishments that you have, then there's just so much clarity to be had because you understand that these accomplishments are driven from these specific core values. And if I have these core values, then I can apply them to any scenario in my life. And when you understand your core value, you'll understand just how unstoppable you are. Because the more you know yourself, the more you can understand how your own skills can be used to help others, to help yourself, to progress your dreams, your ideas, your aspirations, as well as getting back down to giving back to your community, being a community cheerleader for other people, using the knowledge and resources that you have to help us in building a better world as members of Generation Z. And so I'm going to name my core values and some of the tips that I got from Civics Unplugged in creating these statements You can find them in past activities that you've done. I think that um, for my first one, I used some of my, I I mean, of course I did. I looked in my book when I was doing this exercise to see what the common threads were. Like what was I, what stories was I more open to telling and how did I tell those stories? What were the ways that I used to convey like the emotions of the story, the perspective of the person who I was telling the story of or my stories, what was important that I emphasized. And so from looking and analyzing what I had written, I was starting to realize that I could find some of my values in there. You can also find this in the things that you do because from the very base of what you do, the why is right there. And so once you can identify that why, like I was saying earlier, it's a lot easier to continue to use these core values in your everyday life and to continue to see how you can grow and assess what other ways in your life need that boost. And so this was the core value statements that I used in October. Nope, this was at the end of the Civics Unplugged Fellowship. So it was in May. Let me just pull up the actual Civics Unplugged document right now. I hope you had a good end to your school semester, high school, college. Whenever you're first starting anything new, the expectation is you reach the highest possible height of excellence, like the 4-0 semester, and it's like you're doing school in a pandemic. Okay, I just want to give you the assurance, if you haven't had the assurance already, you do not need to have a 4.0 GPA at the end of this year. The only thing that matters about the semester is that you paid attention to your self-care, because that is the most important thing about being a student in a pandemic, that you learned something. It doesn't matter the number, it just matters that you learned something, and that you were satisfied, at least a little bit, with how you were able to connect with your peers in this new way that you had never been in before. That's really, really important. I got sidetracked there a little bit, but here is the first one. My first core value is compassion. No surprise there. My first one is compassion. And the statement that I use to describe it is, I strive to always assume that people have good intentions and not to use stereotypes or past experiences to tell the story of a person without their voice being in it at all. And the statement that comes after comparison is just like the way that I define compassion in my own life, because some of these words will sound very familiar and they're often words that people throw around, but until you define them for yourself, 
that's when they have real meaning and they'll seem so much bigger than just words. The second one is authenticity. I commit to feeding myself and my community with 110% of my truest self through vulnerability, honesty, and openness. And this was not an easy thing to do, especially in a pandemic. I was talking with my therapist. I actually finished my last session for the year this past Monday. We're picking back up in the spring semester. But vulnerability was something I thought that I had down. Like I thought I was good. I was the best at it. You know, I was trying to peel back the layers of who I am and really convey that to the people who I was speaking to. But I didn't realize that vulnerability is so much more than taking a step back to just to, to tell a story or to tell something that may seem a lot more personal. It's also the way that people make you feel. And so if someone is making you feel a certain way and you don't like that, it's vulnerable to admit it and say, you know, I don't like the way that you're treating me. I feel like maybe I'm putting in more into this relationship, this, that, and a third, you know, however you're feeling about a situation instead of assuming bad intentions. It all ties back to the compassion and you'll find that my core values are very linked to each other. But if you don't get to a place of vulnerability where you can analyze how people make you feel, not on a super deep level, and I'm trying to get out of my own head about that too, because that's another thing we talked about Not everything has to be a deep connection. There's also surface level conversations that can be fun. And that's just part of life. You're not always going to be having deep conversations all the time, just like you're not going to be positive all the time. We're not deep. (laughs) That's not the analogy, but we're not positive, positive batteries. You know, there's positive and negative. And I think it's the same way in having deep conversations and some that are on the surface level. You don't always have to be in the deep end with people in order to connect. And so that was another thing that I needed to understand. But in being authentic, I found that there was a connection and also a disconnect between what I thought I knew about vulnerability and having to take a step back to think like, oh my goodness, I don't like how this person is making me feel and I'm making the situation more glamorous than it actually is to avoid having a hard conversation with someone that would make the relationship so much better. And that was something that I found because, you know, it, it, it happens in our friendships, it happens in our relationships with our parents and even sometimes in our relationships with our, ourselves. There's this question in the We're Not Really Strangers card deck. Of course, I'm going to talk about them. I love them. But it's like, what are you lying to yourself about? And I love that question because it's a real ask on how what you think may not necessarily be the reality of what the situation is. You may be lying to yourself about something that you need to address. And my older sister, she even told me that she had this time during the summer where she created a document about like hard conversations I need to have with myself. And I feel like that's something that every single person should create. And I'm definitely going to make one in the coming weeks just to just sit down and think about what I may have been lying to myself about or some things that I need to unpack and understand. And that ties into the reflective practice. Being authentic also means taking a moment to reflect on how you're feeling, reflect on how the week has been, how the day has been, how an entire semester has been, so that when it comes down to being fully authentic, you're also present so that all of your authenticity can show. That's where the 110% comes in. The other thing I had to navigate about being authentic this semester was just the spontaneity of the person I am. Like I get really, really excited and sometimes I'm somewhat serious. (laughs) I do like to dance around a lot and that is something that um, is kind of personal to me. Like I have videos on my camera where I just set it down and I'm listening to music in my AirPods, but I'm dancing around. And so from the camera perspective, it's just silence. 
and you see me like I'm in frame dancing around but like you can't hear the music and so it's like moments like those me just relishing in my joy and having a good time that's authentic to the person that I am and to the experiences that I'm the experiences that are in front of me and how I react to them and so showing that authenticity I remember I showed a couple videos of myself dancing this semester which I I just it was kind of a spontaneous thing just dancing around my room I think the day of course the day that um Joe Biden was elected and then at the end of my semester and in the beginning of finals week, I was just dancing around and I lost count of the number of people who were like, oh my goodness, that was such a serotonin boost. I love seeing you happy and dancing around and it was it was a shock to me because I had just done it out of spontaneity and I was like, I enjoyed dancing and I like spreading joy and this is something that my audience really connects with. And I know that someone I look up to a lot, someone who I'd love to have on the podcast in the future, Yara Shahidi, I love it. I absolutely love it when she posts videos of herself just in her own element, dancing around. And I thought to myself, this is authenticity. This is maybe vulnerable because it's not something that you usually post, but it's true to who you are. No one is serious all the time. No one is always talking about education or even civic engagement or voting or the things that I really, really get excited about, the things that wake me up. There's also some very spontaneous things that may not seem as serious to me, like painting or dancing or just being, (laughs) just being, that's all, that I really am trying to showcase more. Another example of that is cooking. (laughs) Like, I've had so many cooking adventures this semester and not all of them have made it to an Instagram story, but I cook a lot. And I made the decision to actually announce to people that I'm, I'm going to embark on a cooking adventure to learn how to cook, use my masterclass subscription, finally, to learn how to cook. <laughs> and the response was really astounding. My, my friend was actually like, I would love to learn how to cook with you over the winter break. That would be amazing. And I was like, yes, this. But I think the other piece to being authentic is realizing that you can ask for advice on ideas that you've created. But, but not on the actual idea. You have to trust yourself to some extent. I mean, fully. You have to fully trust yourself to lean into these pieces of your authenticity that want to shine through so that people can make comments about it later. But it's like you have peace about the authenticity that you're sharing and that you continue to add to this space. And that's the only thing that matters. My third one is <laughs> a long story, a long couple of stories but my third one is tenacity I think this one is my favorite one but it is I aim to use my abilities gifts talents ideas skills and passions to my greatest capacity never settling with a result that could be better and what I was saying about core values changing and even the definitions of these core values changing is very true to this one specifically Tenacity is important and having drive is important, but it's also good to know when you need to take a rest. I think that this core value has some roots in a toxic trait, like the inner workaholic in me, like from a cultural background that like where working hard is just expected of you and there is never a height that you will reach that is good enough. I think that's where this core value comes from. And there's definitely positives to being someone who wants to continue to create things or has ideas um, constantly and wants to write them down and then pursue them. But the the toxic nature of that that I found is that I'm a self-starter and sometimes I'll start things and I won't finish them. Or I'll talk myself out of doing things or I'll work really hard on one thing for a long time and then I'll just set it down. 
And I think that's another big part of, you know, the human experience. We're not always working all the time, but with tenacity, it was a core value that I'd written at the time that showed that my drive was important, but didn't really tell the part of the importance of rest. Because that's something that 2020 has taught me, no doubtedly. Like, I'm never, I'm going to try my best to not go back to a lifestyle where working hard is how I determine my success or having a finished to-do list is how I determine how well my day has gone. But instead, how I'm able to find joy and the little things in my day and to do at least one thing each day that brings me joy. Yes, there are 24 hours in the day. You have to account the amount of hours that you spend sleeping and sometimes you need to sleep more. And so knowing that has made me realize that tenacity might not be the best core value for me because it's it's good for me to see the potential that I have and to use it to my best abilities, but there also has to be a component that acknowledges that you have to rest in order to fully use your gifts and to have moments where you're really, really creative and other moments where you just want to watch TV and sit down (laughs) or just talk with a friend or just sit and do nothing. I've had moments like that this year and it's, it's hard to do. It's hard to just sit and do nothing when you're such a workaholic that you want to be doing things, but it's a really good practice to realize that you don't always have to be going, 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 going. And so this is one of the core values that I identified with a few months ago, but now it's like, Yeah, it's a core value, but it's not like something that is at the forefront. Something I want to add on and grow with is infusing rest and tenacity. The fourth one is grit. I continue to exercise perseverance, heart, and drive to make sure I'm completing my goals to the best of my ability. And so what you'll learn from definitions like these is that you can phrase them however you want to. Like, as we look through the words that I've said, I said I strive, I commit, I aim, I continue, You want to use I statements to make sure that you're capturing the essence of what the core value is. And then you can add on, as you'll hear from the fourth one, the fifth one, sorry, you can add on different parts of what is important to you. And so with grit, with grit, this is another one that encapsulates drive. But I think the difference from this one is just completing things. And so like I said earlier, I'm a self-starter. I have ideas sometimes on the fly that I'll just wake up with and be like, oh my goodness, I have to do this right now in this instant. It doesn't matter that I literally just woke up. I have to write it down and I have to do it right now. But then (laughs) the part of the grit is just like ensuring that when I have those moments when I'm like, no, 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 Deborah, you literally just woke up. Maybe, you know, freshen up, do the regular things that you do when you wake up, pray, read your Bible, do those things instead of... (laughs) going on this creativity sprint, you got to center your mind first. And so with grit, it kind of just ensures that even though I put an idea down, it gets done. It may be four months from now, it may be a week from now, it may be two hours from now, it gets done. The fifth and final one is cooperation. I listen to understand that there is always more to learn from others, from myself and from my community. This is my absolute favorite one because I have met so many incredible people this year and have widened, I have shattered my echo chamber in so many ways, (laughs) but I think that it stems from this idea of wanting to cooperate, not cooperate, collaborate with people in a way that allows for cooperation in different areas. So sometimes that means knowing when you are a storyteller and a story receiver, Sometimes you're not always the person with the mic. Sometimes you're in the audience listening and cheering someone on. And that is a very good place to be because it means you get to sit back and listen, actively listen to what someone is saying and learn how you can contribute to 
their growth and development. It's one of the biggest reasons why I started this podcast. The energy that I want to bring is that I am collaborating with different disruptors to showcase their stories and making a clear attempt to uplift the creations that they have, the core values that they exhibit, as well as the hopes that they have for the future of our generation and how they are working towards progressing government, policy, education, what have you, business, everything for the benefit of our generation and the generations to come. And so I want to know what are the five virtues that you live your life by? Take a moment with me to just think about all of the different areas of your life, all the interests that you have, the friends that you have interacted with in the past couple of months, what your family, what your parents and guardians have taught you, and just think with me, what are the words that you would use to to demonstrate to yourself what your commitment is to the world, to your community, to your friends, to your family members, and also to the person that you are becoming? Perfect. Now that you have taken the time to really think about what your core values or civic virtues, if you will, are, the whole essence of them is that these are keywords that you want to use to define what you embody along with what your mission is for each and every single word. And you want to keep yourself accountable for these words that you've just come up with. The really, really, really great thing about this is that you can use these words to identify, one, who has similar core values to me, two, what things do I need to work on for myself, and then three, how can I use these values to describe to potential employers or even when you're doing an introduction to a new professor about the kind of values that you bring to a classroom, how you want to contribute, and then what lessons you intend on learning from this new job or this new class. And it's just a really good way of creating a character map, almost, of the person that you are, as well as a connection to the person who are you becoming, like I said before. And these are values that contribute to your ideal self, You may not necessarily have these core values right now. Just the fact that you've written them down and have 
worked on the framework for what you want these to look like, these are going to be much more beneficial than New Year's resolutions, in my opinion, because they're specific things that contribute to your personal development and they demonstrate just how self-aware you are. And when you look back on this months from now, you may have new core values and new definitions to add to what the mission is for each of those words, but you have a starting point now and that will help you in more ways than you can even imagine. I want to leave you with a quote that I read earlier this week and it just it just stuck with me. I I still can't I still can't stop thinking about just how powerful that quote is and it was you can't change who is around you, but you can change who is around you. And I want to give you just a second to think about the power of that way of thinking. Because it's definitely a disruptive mindset, for sure. The quote was anonymous, so I don't know who came up with it. But it just, I want to paint it on a vinyl record. So it's something that I wake up looking at. Because it's a very, very good reminder that, here's the breakdown. You cannot change the minds of the people who are currently around you. But you can change who is around you, who has similar values, similar mindsets, similar goals, similar approaches and views to life. You may not agree on every single thing, but there are people who want to grow, people who are good for your mental health, and people that ultimately help you on this journey of personal development and community development. You cannot change people who are around you who may not have who may not have the realization of how disruptive they can be, but you can change your surrounding to be around disruptors who are committed to disrupting their communities and connecting and uplifting other people around them after they, you know, take that moment to check in with themselves, to have the full capacity to contribute to their communities and to use the knowledge that they have to help other people around them. I absolutely love this quote. Like I said, I'm going to paint it on a vinyl. And to end, I'm doing a book giveaway. So if you follow me on Instagram, you will be able to see it. But The giveaway is three copies of my book, and I'm going to start the giveaway on the 25th, so right on Christmas, and you also are going to have another Christmas gift, but I don't want to reveal everything too soon, but all you have to do to enter the giveaway is rate the podcast, leave a written review, and share the podcast with a friend. That's it. (laughs) And so this is our first giveaway probably the last giveaway of the season because we do have the season finale coming up. But I really want to give back to you guys because it brings me so much joy to realize that there are people who care about what I have to say, who are listening to the stories that I bring on here and ultimately just contribute to growing this community of disruptors and helping it become a worldwide community of disruptors and Gen Zers who are really, really invested in personal development and community development. So I'll have more details on my Instagram on Christmas day, but you get a head start, two day head start by being a listener and listening to this episode. All you have to do again is leave a review and a rating. Hopefully it's five stars. I'd love to hear what you think of the show and then share the podcast with a friend. You have three chances to win, so I am rooting for you. And with that, I hope you have a fantastic holiday season and that you're very excited for the new year. I know that there are a couple of things, more than a couple of things to look forward to. And I also hope that you take the time 
to reflect on what 2020 has looked like for you beyond these core values and then how you can use those core values in the goals that you're setting for the new year. Thanks again and hey, let's disrupt together now.